Hello, BetBolt listeners. Welcome to another BetBolt Quickie, our bite-sized episodes made from our favorite segments from the podcast. What do you do when you're facing something overwhelming? That surgical procedure, that difficult conversation, or that business idea? You know the stuff I'm talking about. Are you spurred into action or do you feel paralyzed? In this quickie, Dr. Rob Webster shares his thoughts on facing the scary and sometimes seemingly insurmountable obstacles on the road to success. Please enjoy Dr. Rob Webster and Doing the Hard Things. Do you think your your attraction or ability to cope with that, is, is that an inherent personality trait or do you have do you have thought processes or do you have tricks and tips of, of how to deal with a stressful situation like that, how to deal with with the, the crazy emergency situation and the fear and the self-doubt, or, or do you just do it naturally? There's, uh, there, there's got to be a natural, there's got to be some natural aptitude. You know, there's something about me that when I'm faced with, a difficult situation. I, I have an urge to master it and get better at it. Mm-hmm. Um, and and apart as well as that, I don't have a high regard for rules, and I'm a bit of a risk taker. And I, and I think I think those those kind of elements of personality. There's something that I see uh, across a lot of the colleagues that I work with that thrive in emergency because in emergency you do have to be prepared to make a decision with without a lot of information. And sometimes where there is no, um, no rules. And my mentor, uh, Professor Steve Haskins used to always say, um, when death is the alternative, there are no rules. Yeah. And that was, you know, and he, he's one of the founding fathers of this, of this, um, discipline. And, and what he said is completely true. So there's definitely some nat- natural aptitude. Uh, but what I, what I discovered in about fourth year of university, again, my, my mum, I, I, feel a little bit odd to be talking about my mum all the time but they're, they're very wise mothers and she um, had been telling me you know since I was a little kid you get out of things what you put into them and I, I didn't really realize that until about fourth year university when I realized that I, I wanted to become a vet and I needed to put in uh, a hell of a lot of effort um, to do that and, and since that time what I've done is every time I'm faced with a challenge is I try and hit it with 100% effort. Yep. And I think that um, throwing yourself into the challenge is what gives you the fulfilment when you when you're on that journey through the through the time, uh, knowing that you're you're trying hard and you're not holding anything back, and and that's what I, the way I try to deal with emergencies and shifts and careers in emergency. Okay, you're saying like throwing yourself into the challenge. Is that is there a particular way that you? A viewer challenge or an obstacle instead of sort of, I don't know, being overwhelmed by them or something like that. If, if you asked me a year ago, I couldn't have put this into, into words. Um, but you know, I've always, um, I've always felt, um, intense satisfaction in being able to do really hard stuff. Uh, and what I, I realized after doing a little bit of reading about stoicism, um, and, and specifically, a very simple book to read, but very profound was um, "The Obstacle Is the, the Way" with, with Ryan Holiday uh, this year. Um, but the way of looking at those actual obstacles as the, as the things that um, the things that make you, uh, the things that um, you know, if, if you're 
um, building your career, the things that are hardest to deal with are the things that, um, you know, that, that actually uh, build the foundations of that career. And, and I wouldn't have been able to put that into words a year ago, but it always, it always struck me that the things that were the hardest for me to do were the things that I got best at. And, and some of those things have been surgery, um, mechanical ventilation in the veterinary field. Um, but as, as simple as I, I did a year full time in the army and I was hopeless at the start at climbing ropes, couldn't climb ropes at all, hmm. knew that I had to climb ropes to do it. So I, I went out the back of the, um, of the um, accommodation block every afternoon, put my pack on so I was carrying an extra 10 kilos and practiced climbing rope. And, you know, at the end of the time in that in that training platoon, I was the best in the platoon at, at climbing rope. And I guess that's what I mean by, you know, throwing yourself into those challenges wholeheartedly, but also, you know, at some level recognizing that the, the very things that seem impossible are the things that, um, the things that you remember, the things that you make a difference, that make a difference, and the things that, you know, are, are, I guess, foundation to who you are in the long run. Just, you just keep trying. What do you, what do you think would be, I don't know, the first point, the most important thing that you, that you, you do when it comes to actually tackling a, a large big project? Because as a, as a visionary of the company, you, you know, you're, you're tasked with, Sort of looking to the future and, and trying to direct and guide the, the, the direction of, of Animal Emergency Service or Animal Emergency Australia. How do you, you know, you have this grand idea, but then what, what would, how, how would you, what advice would you offer listeners on, on, on how to tackle large projects or large challenges or seemingly impossible things? Oh. The, the first, the first rule comes um, flippantly into my brain. It's from one of those, um, emergency medicine 101, um, checklists. It's like, take your own pulse. Yeah. Uh, don't panic when you're faced with something that looks, looks overwhelming. Um, because, because it's not. Uh, and then remember that, if, you know, if you accomplish, you know, 1% of something every day, which seems like a very small amount, it's only going to take you a hundred days to do it. Uh, so, you know, take your own pulse and, and break things down to very small, um, very small steps. Uh, Claire Sharp, uh, um, associate professor at, oh, she probably is full professor now at, at uh, Murdoch Uni in emergency medicine, uh, had, had this conversation with me. She's an extremely high achiever and we talked about really big goals. And, and she said, you, you know, uh, it was really true. Think about that big goal, but when it comes down to what you do every day, uh, just think about the small things that you're doing um, that will help you achieve that goal. You know, she's a, a teacher and a mentor and a lecturer, and so every day she's thinking about conducting herself in the in the way that best um, best fits those attributes. You know, when when she's having a, a conversation with a veterinary student. Um, she's going to be trying to put the most she can into teaching that individual person. And it, it is those tiny little elements that build the bigger picture repeated over hundreds and hundreds of days. So you think it's something like, and, I, and, I've, and I've read this numerous times before, it's like you focus on the, on the process but not the outcome. The outcome's there, you know what the outcome is, but if you focus on the process and focus on taking small little steps Obviously, the steps in the process and focusing on those one at a time, 
then you don't feel overwhelmed. You don't get daunted by the project, which may be, you know, climbing a thousand steps or building a building or something like that, or starting an emergency hospital or something. Climbing a rope in the army. Mm. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, You've been the best climbing, at climbing the rope in the army in the end. Climbing, climbing the rope in the army is quite easy because you can actually see the top of the rope, yeah. right? And you can, you can define when you're up there, you know, you can touch the bar and then you, then you get down, right? That, that's pretty easy. But the, the problem with, with life in general and, um, and veterinary science is, is you can't see the top of that bar. So yeah. you don't actually know, you know, you, you set these ideas for yourself and, and these dreams, but, but in, um, in working towards them, they often, they often change and they're, they're often similar to what you, um, you, you thought about at the start, but sometimes they're totally unrecognizable, you know, and I think that's, you know, you don't, you don't live that achievement, you know, you, um, and, and the rope is bad because it's really uncomfortable climbing the rope, right? But you spend a fair bit of time climbing the rope and one split second touching the bar. Yeah. And then, and then what do you do? You just climb the damn rope again. And so in, in veterinary medicine, especially, you know, like that uh, achieving fellowship, uh, me, uh, about five years of the training program, two years of study. And there was intense fulfillment when I, when I got opened the letter that said I'd passed, yeah. um, lasted for about two to three hours. Uh-huh. Um, that I, that I still remember, right? You still, when you want to feel incredible, I, I take myself back to that morning, opening the, um, the envelope with, um, with Julia, the, the woman who I'm, I'm fortunate enough to marry. Um, we, we opened it together and it said I passed, right? And I, and I still get butterflies in the tummy thinking about that. But, but the absolute, um, fulfillment of that, of that process was those years of study, um, the work put into publishing papers. Um, and the incredible, um, you know, feeling of walking into the exam and, and trying to write, you know, constantly for four hours to, to get enough marks to pass, you know, yeah. it, it, it's absolutely the process rather than the outcome that, that makes, that makes or breaks things. 